Welcome to another episode of the Feral Human Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Smith. Today is the new moon, and it's a new moon in Taurus, which is basically a moon of material possessions. So it's a money moon. It's a good time to look at the stuff you have and your finances and stuff like that and come up with a new plan, reevaluate, get things rolling along that you would get to like to get started and really consolidate what your financial and material possessions look like. Now in this episode, what I'd like to talk about is something that's kind of near and dear to my heart. We're going to be talking about the myth of self-sufficiency. And I say the myth of self-sufficiency because while you can be self-sufficient to a point, the phrase no man is an island really applies here. And when I think of self-sufficiency, I really think of, you know, that old mountain man image, the the person setting off into the wilderness with maybe a gun and a knife and an axe. And you kind of chop down trees and build your shelter and you hunt and you fish and you kind of carve a life out of the land. I've always been enamored with that image. And it's always been somewhat of a fantasy of mine to live out, really. But I'd like to explore that idea a little bit and why that is, is a myth. And for more than just, you know, the practicality in the modern world of... There's no such wilderness that you can just go into and carve a life out of. Except maybe Alaska. You, can, you might still be able to pull it off in Alaska. But the reality is, is even if you are setting out to do that, you're going to be dependent on other things outside yourself. You know, you have your gun, you have your axe, you have your knife. You didn't make those things. You're dependent on somebody else to create those. You may have purchased them. You may have even carved the gunstock or the handle, but you probably didn't mine the iron. You probably didn't smelt the ore. You probably didn't smith the blade or bore the barrel. These are all things that are skilled tasks and are honestly dependent on a lot of knowledge from our ancestors to be possible to do it all. I think one of one of the things that we tend to overlook in the modern world because it's so easy to live with very little human interaction now. You can order thing, you know, Amazon shows up at your door in 2 days. DoorDash, the food magically shows up. You can order from Amazon um from like Whole Foods or whatever grocery stores whatever somebody'll drop your groceries off. Just stuff can magically show up and it's it's easy to forget that Regardless, we are attached to this huge, at this point, global network that's dependent on so many different people in so many different places to function. The idea of self-sufficiency in something like that, where we're so dependent on so many different things in so many different places, is really, I understand why it's such a popular idea. I mean, I, I frankly, I've been in love with the idea for a long time of just going out into the woods and disappearing. I used to tell everybody as a kid, you know, the running joke was I'm just going to move out to the mountains and build a cabin and never see anyone again. And it's not just, you know, because (laughs) I value my personal space. It's just, I don't really like the idea of being dependent on others. It's something that I've really fought hard in my life to not be. The reality is it doesn't matter how hard I've fought for that to be the reality. There's a point 
past which you can't be independent. You really are dependent on people around you. You're dependent on plants and animals around you. You're dependent on systems around you. And no matter what you do, there are certain systems that there's no way to not be dependent on. Like for example, I just took a breath holding class and set a new PR for almost, you know, it was about four minutes and 40 seconds. No matter how much I train, there's no way that I'm ever going to be able to not breathe again. I'm dependent on that, that oxygen cycle of the earth that, you know, people breathe out CO2, plants breathe in CO2, put oxygen out. We're, we're completely dependent on that system. There's no way to get around it. So self-sufficiency is realistic up to a point. You can definitely take responsibility for your life. And I really encourage you to take responsibility for your life. Take responsibility for the choices and take as much responsibility as possible providing for yourself. It's the only way to really have freedom is to take responsibility for your life and produce things for yourself. But I think it's important to do that from a standpoint of understanding that you're still part of a network. The the bigger your network is and the tighter your network is, the more that you are going to have a comfortable life. Even if times get kind of crappy, if you have a good support network around you where everybody helps each other out, the times will not be as tough for you as people who are doing it all on their own. That means you have to shoulder every single burden all by yourself. There is no, there's nobody to assist you. There's, I mean, everybody gets sick. What are are you going to do if you're living by yourself and you get sick for a month? You can't hunt, you can't fish. These things happen, right? I mean, I think over the past two years, we've seen enough news stories scaring us to death about stuff like that happening that we understand that it's more of a reality than we've previously thought. But I think it's really important to sort of like perfection, right? Hold up self-sufficiency as an ideal that you want to always work towards, but understand that you will never ever get there. And I think it's also important to understand that it is okay, and this is something I'll be totally honest with, I struggle with immensely because I I am so just obsessed with being independent and self-sufficient that sometimes you need to ask people you care about for help. Sometimes you need some support. Sometimes even there there are times where you could do it on your own, but it's easy to have someone with, someone help you out. But there are times where you literally cannot do it by yourself. There's no way to do some things alone. And there are a lot of times where it's just a bad idea to do things on your own. Now, I love the movie Jeremiah Johnson. I think it's a classic mountain man story. And I I think it's not painted in the prettiest picture of overly romanticizing the mountain man lifestyle. There are proper hardships that he goes through in that movie. But even in that movie, he doesn't spend his whole life alone. I, You know, watching that movie, I've realized that the hardest times in that he goes through in that movie are while he's by himself. When he has other people around him, when he's with other people, things aren't quite as challenging. It's, 
it's humans aren't solitary critters. That's why we have this huge section of our brain dedicated to social interaction. Critters like, you know, we'll say tigers who are properly, you know, the big cats especially, are generally very solitary. It's usually World War III as soon as two, two of those big cats meet. They don't get along. They don't try to get along. They don't pretend to get along. Critters like that, animals like that, that are solitary creatures, don't really have a social system. The social system is basically like, this is my territory. If I catch you in my territory, we're going to fight about it. And that is largely the extent of their social system. There's a little bit of wiggle room in there you know, during mating season and stuff like that. But by and large, those animals do not socialize at all in any way, shape, or form. Humans are not like that. Our brain is wired so that we can recognize as a close friend, relative, associate, whatever, about 150 people. And we have the capacity to interact with far more people than that. So we are wired to have interactions with a large range of people. Um, historically, most of this would have been friends and family members that you had known pretty much your whole life because we didn't live in big cities until fairly recently in human history. That wasn't a thing that was really possible until after the advent of agriculture, yeah, 10,000-ish years ago. But regardless, we are still able to, I don't, I don't know how healthy it is for us this, this, this point, um, but we're able to function in very large societies like that. Something like that would be poss impossible for like tigers. Imagine a city of tigers. It would, <laughs> it would just be awful. But we are not wired to be, we'll just say self-sufficient. We're wired to be self-sufficient within a group. A group of humans can be self-sufficient. An individual cannot. We're just not built for it. And not only are we not built for it, we're not, we're not wired for it. We're not going to be happy. We're going to be incredibly stressed out because humans need other humans to co-regulate. We require human contact, interaction with other humans to be at our healthiest. If you're on your own, if you're alone, then you will, you will have far more health problems than somebody who is part of a, a network that supports them. That's one of the, the leading reasons that people commit suicide is feeling lonely, feeling lonely for an extended period of time. We are not built to be alone like that. So, I think it's really, really important to pay attention to the people that you associate with and the network that you build and what you want your network to look like and how you want your network to interact. And if you don't see a network like that, if you're not part of that network, then start creating it for yourself. Like I said, self-sufficiency is a sliding scale. It's impossible for an individual, but it's relatively easy for a group of well-connected, supportive individuals. And I think that's something we've really, really lost here in the modern world. Um, the sense of connection. People move so much. A lot of people don't know their neighbors. It's just we're so transient and so disconnected from each other and the world around us that the idea of self-sufficiency has morphed into something that is, you know, the iconic mountain man. And again, really romantic. I personally love the image and fantasize, like I said, all the time about doing that myself. 
But as I've gotten older and I've spent more time doing things on my own, the more I realize that it's a lot more fun, it's a lot more enjoyable to do things with people you care about, to have people that you can talk to about things, that you have people that can help you out with things. Life is about a lot more than just getting through tough times. But getting through tough times is a lot more bearable with people around you. So on this new moon coming in, this Taurus new moon, those are my thoughts for today's episode, my thoughts on self-sufficiency and what it really means and what it never really was and how you can get more self-sufficiency into your life. That's all I got for you today. I appreciate you all listening. I don't know what it's like out there, but it is a beautiful day here, so I hope you're enjoying a beautiful day where you are. I mean, it's always a beautiful day. It's all perspective, right? Some people are sitting in the rain, and we could really use some rain here, but that's all right. It's a beautiful sunny day. Enjoy the beautiful sunny day. That's all I got for you today. Thanks for listening, and until next time, go feral.